that work? I think it did. I can't say. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Shockcast, <laughs> episode 33. Always a great way to start the episode. Uh, my name is Luke Cantaldi, host of the show. Joining us today, not Giuseppe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wimped out for the legend of zelda now I, he's probably listening i swear to god he's he's only here out of respect for me he doesn't want to butcher me um anyway we're talking legend of zelda today joining us we got ryan meitzler hey, say hi ryan you just drank like a beer is that what you're doing no i had a bottle of water i can't so, i, re- I literally I cannot see uh all right we got azario <laughs> nothing hi just azario got a new camera by the way so we, we've been having an <laughs> argument about this if you are uh watching us on twitch or you're watching the youtube video let them know if you could see the uh hentai in the background a little bit better because <laughs> I, I do this for i do this for the the viewers so if you're actually on twitch then uh you can actually one, see on the scale of one to hentai, how clear are the anime girls in the background? Like... Well, that's what I want. <laughs> well, that, that's the issue is that most of the time it's pixelated anyway in the important spots, so you don't know. <laughs> anyway, joining us also, Logan. Uh, Hi, this is I, the first I, time. I think I'm. I think I'm the resident like filler inner of Dual Shockers now in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I... Logan, <laughs> Logan, Logan's face right now is just like I made a huge mistake. I should have left. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to inspect the hentai behind Azario now. That uh, do you have a favorite? Clear. I do week, have a Cowboy so... Bebop poster though, and that's that's pretty good. So that so that levels it out. The Cowboy Bebop evens up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got something to look at for the rest of the show, at least. Now. There you go. That's great. We got a beautiful <laughs> green screen go. to look at behind you. Um, We're going to work on putting yes, something there. We haven't uh, had a show in a while, guys. No, so. we haven't. Not since so, uh, the last 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's been quite a while. This is actually going to be a pretty non-traditional uh, shock cast, even considering that, given that I don't have my document open. I don't want to open my document. Uh, so we're just going to reform this uh we're this doing dialogue. it live doing it live yes. <laughs> uh all right so uh of course we try to do this i'm gonna be a lot more loose with this because we haven't been we try to do this every wednesday 8 30 p.m It's usually me. I'll go on. I'll go straight to Twitter and tell the people the the facts. If you want to know the facts about why we missed the shot cast, you can follow me because it's usually Ryan. I was gonna say, but, I was about to be but, like, he usually blames me for it. But the thing is, is that Lou urges, uh, like, eggs Ryan on to uh, to to not show up so that he doesn't have to show up. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to, Ryan. It's okay. Like, very passively, but you know, Lou. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I don't think I can. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Mm, I had um, uh, vegetarian broccoli beef. I'm back. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll uh, 
I'll, I'll even out the vegetarian meal. I had Taco Bell, and I really regret that at this point. Bacon chicken uh, No, I think they I think they got rid of that at my local Taco Bell. Um, I got one of those triple double crunch wraps, which is good, but maybe a little too much. Like yeah, you gotta put you gotta put avocado in it, dude. Just put avocado on everything. Avocado so and potatoes. Avocado's like the most overrated fruit, vegetable. I don't know what that stupid thing is. It's it's overrated though. Lose my I can hear you, Lou. Something. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. We can hear you. <clears throat> okay. It's out on OBS. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna try podcast. and get this fixed. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what Lou said. Okay, uh, well, why don't we why don't we just talk about what we're playing uh, while Lou's figuring that out? I want to uh, hear what Ryan ate. I mean, you and I talked about what we <laughs> ate. I, uh, I, I really did want... some nice uh, chicken and wild rice soup at a bread bowl. It was real good. Did that you sounds make really that? good. It's very very cold in uh, in New. <laughs> all right wait i think they can hear me now i'm showing okay. bars yeah i can hear you yeah. all right well you i don't care if you guys can hear me i just gotta make you sure they can hear me. You. all right i ate for the record i had uh i'm on i'm on some freaking low salt bullshit because i got high blood pressure i'm a fat piece of crap how do you survive in nashville isn't that all you guys eat is just it salt is so bad here i put on like 10 or 15 pounds they make fried biscuit donuts it's so, winter way, man. You got to live through the winter somehow. All right. So, yeah, I had grilled chicken breasts, Brussels sprouts, and black beans. So that's that's been my nice uh, dinner tonight. All right. Games we're playing. Uh, now let's do something interesting so people can, like, turn on their mic, uh, their sound again. Uh, all right. So let's start with Logan. I know what you're playing, so go ahead and say it. Um, Zelda well, besides is what Zelda. I'm – besides that? Yeah. Can we talk about it? Are you sure? We, I, I'm pretty sure we can mention that. We, you can say, just don't give us an impression. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm playing ukulele. So mm. I heard. Uh, I heard some personality in that voice. Kind of. You got a monotone it because. I'm, kinda... I'm. I'm currently playing through the video game ukulele by Platonic Games. There you go. Is that better? Is that better <laughs> for you? A little better. So I'm playing. I'm playing that right now, and then bouncing between that and Zelda. All so. right. Nice. Is it a banjo kazooie clone? Um, it is very much a banjo kazooie clone. The trailers did not lie about that. Okay, so. I think that's as far as the impressions <laughs> as we could get. Ryan, what are you playing? Uh, so I am bouncing around between some Zelda still because uh, that game has consumed my life. Uh, but I am also reviewing uh, Thimbleweed Park on PC, which uh, I cannot say too much about right now. But it's coming out next week, and so uh, there's still a lot of time until that. Um, and then I got Mass Effect, which I'm hopefully might play a little bit tonight. And uh, poor Horizon is still sitting collecting dust because <laughs> I feel I feel like Horizon's been like my neglected child because I've been playing Zelda all the time. <laughs> I feel bad, but yeah. uh, I do want to play that at some point too. Right, Azari. I pre-ordered. I, I also, sorry. Oh. I also pre-ordered Persona. So nice. That's oh, soon. great like, grab. Limited edition. <laughs> What's that? The limited edition? No, I just got the. the I got the uh, version of the game. That one with the bag. I, I forget what the special uh, limited edition they have. Did, did you get it from Amazon? Did your yeah. order get canceled? No. 
No. Okay. That was so weird. <laughs> hey, hey, Azario, are they normies for this? Are they? Uh oh. Uh oh. Azario, what are you playing? Listen, listen, dear listeners, if you ask somebody what's their favorite RPG and they say Persona Four Golden, just totally write them off. Just write them <laughs> off. Are you saying that's not up there in one of your favorite JRPGs, though? It's it actually it's not. Really? Yeah. It's because yeah. it's, um, I don't know. What is it? Like, like Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, preferably the War, the War of the Lions uh, for PSP. Perfect. Perfect game. Uh, so I have many Xeno, Xeno Gears. Great, great RPG. But yeah, uh, not... Maybe Persona Three FES pretty good too. Mm. If you guys, if you guys want to venture out of Persona Four worlds, Normie Land. <laughs> but uh, shit. <laughs> so you have you started uh, Mass Effect, Ryan? Not yet. I just got it. Uh, I haven't started it yet, but I might try a little bit tonight. So I got, you... it, I got it yesterday too. I, I have I have no idea when I'm going to play it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so never. Yeah. It's going to sit on your backlog. It's going to die in your backlog. Are you are you guys hesitant to start these games with the animation problems that you've seen? I don't think so cuz I think I I mean, I don't know. I don't think like I don't think every animation's like that. I think it's maybe just that they're like specific ones that people have been like dunking on on Twitter, so It's like <laughs> um Unity when they had just like the eyeballs and the lips. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people and just then, keep yeah. posting that. It's really not that bad. Uh, and it'll eventually get fixed. And I think that's that's kind of going to be the same instance with Andromeda. Uh, yeah. I have too many games to play anyway, so I'm just going to let them patch it out. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I know that I thought this game was going to be delayed, but I think it deserved a delay. It, I I totally agree. With, yeah, when you brought that up to the other day to me on Twitter, I think it was you mentioned it to me. Like, it definitely should have been. And I, I feel like Aaron Flynn had been up front a couple times saying like, "Wow, I can't believe we were able to get the game out when we did." Like, it it almost seemed like it was rushed, and I, I wish they would have taken a, just a couple more months or something on it. So yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it seems like it maybe needed like more than that. Maybe it needed like either to be in the fall or like next year, maybe. But who knows? You know, they probably wanted to get it out before then. Clearly, so. Well, I mean, they announced it, and then four or five months later, it was out. So I mean, they they did it pretty fast. I think from the announcement to the release date, it was it was all pretty quick. I mean, not really. No, it didn't seem they quick. Announced, they announced yeah. it like two years ago. <laughs> if not longer. Like I think they announced it proper like three years ago. They, they started showing okay. stuff off like two that, years uh, ago. I think at twenty E three twenty fourteen was like when they first mm-hmm. like revealed. They showed concept art basically. So, <laughs> like, so when they, they, they made the the release date was like five months ago though, right? Like yeah, yeah. Oh okay. They okay, didn't announce it then though. That was like that's what yeah. I was thinking. That's. That's why I've I've played a little bit of the early access, but um, I don't agree with the harassment that's going on from gamers. Harassment's never good in yeah. general. No, and I want to be like so. transparent with our listeners that uh, that maybe this game might be unfinished, but there's no right, there's no way, there's no reason to harass people online. And uh, even if it's video games, come on, guys, like. <laughs> Like yeah. these are supposed to be fun, but I'm sure it's so, like, not Dual Shockers viewers who are going out. There. No, 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 no. But then on the other side, 
on the other side, if you look at, we have like these big names telling people to on how to combat the harassers is to purchase the game, and even that is kind of like, well, it is an unfinished game, and yes, there's no reason to harass, but there is reason to be a little upset and not buy the game. But that's how you vote with your wallets, basically, and that's what it comes down to. If you don't want them to ever do something like this again, don't buy the game and launch. I think what bothers me the most about that whole situation is that this was all happening the week before the game was even out. Oh, yeah. Like if this yeah. had if this had developed like this week after the game was out and people were frustrated with it after actually playing it, then I would maybe be a bit more lenient. Again, the harassment's never okay, but the fact that it was happening five days before the game was even out was what was the craziest part of this whole thing to me. They had to have known about this too. It's not something that they probably didn't know about. Like, it just happened way too often to be like, oh, well, I mean, you, we just learned it now, but, you know. All right. Yeah. So let's go back on topic for a moment. We went on a far tangent on that one. <laughs> Azaria, what are you playing this week? What am I playing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I haven't played a game for funsies in a while because I've put five reviews out this Oh, it's month. so hard playing games early for free. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it sucks because I still, I still end up buying them because I like I like uh, physical copies. Sorry, but, uh, I think I just saw a tear come down your eye with your clear new <laughs> webcam. <laughs> I've like, uh, run him ragged. For the record, if you don't follow his Twitter feed and his comments throughout DualShockers, I've just like really <laughs> run him through the gambit. Uh, as yeah. the news editor, just assigning things to Azario because it's been a very JRPG heavy month. Uh, oh yeah. So, yeah, that's why. He well, the is thing is, is like, I mean, um, for for our staff, we have a very diverse staff, uh, a group of people that like different games, and um, we're not gonna put someone on a JRPG that loves Call of Duty. I mean, that's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be like they're they're not gonna know the systems and they're not gonna understand the and I and we we try we try and be vocal about that, but I know that some that some outlets like to put like um like super left uh thinkers on uh Dead or Alive Extreme Three, you know, like and what review do you think is gonna come out of that? Well it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty bad one. But um so I I respect dual shockers that we don't do that Unless, unless we really need to get a game review out and it's not picked up, but that's right. why I pick. That's why I pick up these games. Tangent again. What are you playing? Why? Why won't you tell us? <laughs> what are you hiding? Um, playing. Oh, jeez. Uh, near. Near. Uh, great game. Yeah, I'm. I'm playing a lot of near for for fun. Um, I have not started Horizon yet. It's just chilling there. Uh. That's uh, Caligula, but the Japanese version for Vita. So I'm just pumping through that. I did get uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth Plus for the Switch. Is it Rebirth um, or Afterbirth Plus? Afterbirth, sorry. Yeah. Same, same. Gross name. I'm yeah. cool with it. Uh, gross name. But I haven't played it yet. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. <laughs> <That game. laughs> Like what a cat <laughs> with the story of that game, um, but Nier's tight. Uh, yeah, that's about it. 
Uh, Tweak It in yeah. 2 I reviewed this week, so go check out the review. I really like that game, and I uh, it's been really hard to put down and go back to near. So, um, but check out my review, and if that sounds like something you are into, uh, pick it up because it's a really great game, and it's a game that'll last you probably till summertime. I mean, there's hundreds of hours of gameplay in it. Uh, speaking of reviews, we also we spoke briefly about Mass Effect. We have the Dual Shockers review of Mass Effect up. Uh, Giuseppe tortured himself over that, so go check that out. Me, uh, what I've been playing lately, a lot of Nintendo Switch. Uh, even games that haven't been given to me, so it's taken a while. I'm going to close this door. I can hear Destiny going on in the background. Um, <laughs> oh my god, this cat. Come here. Uh, so I've been playing a fair amount of Bomberman, uh, a fair amount of 1-2 Switch, which is much better than I was giving it credit for. Uh, is it $50 better than you gave it credit for? I don't know if it's $50, but it's definitely like <laughs> $20 to $30 better. Okay. Uh, I could do 20 Yeah, if, if it was 20 or 30 I might say it's like the perfect party game. Because I've been, uh, what's her name, Karen? Yeah, it's Karen. I've been Karen more times than you can imagine. Like, I bring it into work, and I'm like, <laughs> we're going to have a fucking duel. <laughs> uh, let's have a wizard battle mid-office. Yeah, the issue comes with me is I don't have any friends, so uh, that's that's also my that's also my problem. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I that... bought a Wii. I bought a Wii U, and then a... hmm. Well. well. There we go. I can yes. hear stuff again. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know what you just said. Probably shit talking to me. I don't know what's happening with my... I need, like, new year... Uh, I feel like stuff. we should get you a new computer. Yeah, you should. Uh, also, on my list of things, I, I started up Horizon, uh, which I think is really, really good. I recently played Tomb Raider, though, and it's like... it's I scratched an itch that I think uh, Horizon's supposed to be scratching. So, uh, mm. I, it's hard for, like, I'm not getting into it the same way I was getting into Zelda. Uh, and it's not because they're both open world games, because I think they're very different open world mm. games. Uh, but I'm definitely not getting into it the same way I was hoping. So I might put it in the back burner and try something else different. Because I need to kind of, like, switch up what I'm playing from time to time. I need to... Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> What happened? I said you need to switch things up. Oh like... my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed like my mic went out, and you were like, "Up oh, there it is." Fuck, that's gonna be awful. I say switch way too often. I didn't realize until after they announced the console's name, and everyone's like, "Hey, great." Um, and I've been playing Zelda still. Uh, less actually playing it, more backseat playing it while my fiance goes through and plays everything uh and it it's made me appreciate the game more uh and we're gonna go into that uh, i, I think say, should, we, should we just go into that now since yeah. we're kind of talking about it so yeah let's go into that uh okay let me just start by saying i don't know if i want you to start that i have not only played about two hours of zelda oh my god who let him on <laughs> <laughs> Why is he um, a permanent member? Uh, do I think... Okay, so I'll give you my guys my quick impressions. Do I think it's good? It's good. It's good. 
But when I'm playing, and maybe you guys can can uh, re- reply with something with this. Uh, when I'm playing, I feel like this game would be better on a PC or a PS4. And that's all I can think about while I'm playing it. All right. That's my Lou just threw up in his mouth a little bit. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let me let me start out. I'm gonna I'm gonna restart this in a, in another way, but we'll go back to that. Uh, DualShockers reviewed uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Gave it a 10 out of 10. It's second perfect score that week, uh, following uh, following Horizon. Uh, and beyond that, it, it was a fun week for me. Because my 10 out of 10 score, uh, which people were expecting Dual Shockers to be artificially critical of the game, uh, because we're Dual Shockers, uh, and they know that some people on the team don't have positive opinions of it. They were expecting me to be artificially difficult, so I got called a Nintendo fanboy. At the same time, I also reviewed the Nintendo Switch, which came out, the review came out the day later, and I was a Sony shill that day, because I, I gave it a 6.5. Um... So everyone knows by now it's like the most talked game uh, that we've had this year out of a year of really great games. It's, it, this year's blown things out like crazy. Uh, and we gave it a 10. Uh, like I said, it doesn't mean it's a perfect game. Uh, more in, in the sense that we think it's uh, a, a genre-defining game. Uh, it's going to be one of, the, one of the best games on the system. Certainly one of the best games of the year. Uh, and... Yeah, alright, so that is my spiel to start things out. Let's go to the question Azario brought up. Uh, is the game limited by the Nintendo Switch? Could it be better on the PC or PS4? Uh, Ryan, I'm going to kick it to you first. I mean, graphically, yes. Um, but I think a lot of what uh draws me to Zelda isn't necessarily the visuals, which they look good. Like, you know, would they look better on a PS4 Stylish. or PC? Yes, obviously. Yeah. It looks stylized. It's very different than you know, I think people trying to draw comparisons to Horizon and Zelda, I'm just like, guys stop. Like it like obviously it doesn't look as good, but then again they're very stylistically different games where a lot of people I've I've uh, read reviews and stuff that it kinda of compare it to almost like a Studio Ghibli type uh style, which I could definitely see that's like kind of this living breathing like you know like something uh, a little like more like a watercolor type game um rather than hyper realistic like horizon um but i think for me the strongest parts of of zelda are the gameplay elements and especially because breath of the wild just does things so drastically different from any of the previous zelda games that we've had before um i mean the closest comparison i can draw is to something like uh, a link between worlds that came out on 3ds where this game this game basically in the beginning throws you a stick and it's like you figure it out and that's like basically the the rest of the game which i which i really appreciate is i feel like it it um you know we'll, we'll, we'll i'm sure we'll go into a little bit more throughout the podcast tonight but uh just i think that like breath of the wild is a game that really respects the player and treats you like you know it doesn't it doesn't handhold you like a lot of the previous zelda games have like this one really lets you kind of just discover things on your own and i think that's the it's it's strongest element for me and i think regardless if it were on ps4 or pc that wouldn't change the fact that it has like a really exceptionally strong gameplay elements if you if you like that aspect of it ryan um i think that has a lot more to do with the fact that monolith developers uh joined the team to to help create it so if mm. you do if you like that kind of here's the world go out and explore it yourself um mm-hmm. 
those those are the games that the, that company produces, and and you can yeah. really see that 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 those developers were working on Zelda. Like mm-hmm. it, it feels like a Xenoblade, and it, like uh, the the item management and the 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 open world. Like they really know how to make an open world, and I and I and I can say that in Zelda, I really like the open world. Mm-hmm. Like. Like I like I, I I think people think it's corny with uh, when it shifts over to snow or when it shifts to fire super fast, but I th- I love it. I think it's so good. Very yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I um I haven't played Xenoblade, but I will agree because I actually I think the world was one of the biggest things going into this game that I was kind of concerned about because in the trailers and a lot of gameplay demos and things like that that we'd seen, the world felt and looked very empty. It just didn't seem like it had a lot going on. Um. I think in some ways the world still kind of has that playing the full game, but I do think that the sense of explorations or discovery is like is really great, and I think that there's really only a handful of other games I think that it could uh, that it stands toe to toe with in terms of things like Skyrim and Witcher that also kind of play off that. So um, I think just uh, just that aspect of the game is like one of my favorites as well. Right, and I mean, in that sense, I, I think it feels so empty because. Uh, the poppins make it so that there literally is nothing in front of you until you're about five feet next to something. Um, all right, Logan, you are the, uh, I, I think our PlayStation fanboy. I don't really know enough yet. What? Everything. What uh, no, are I, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place. I mean, I've, I've never really, like, I've, I'd probably prefer the PS4 this generation, but last generation it was Xbox 360. So I just, wherever the games are that I'm preferring at the moment are. So. All right, so let's talk right now because you have PlayStation in your backgrounds for things. Uh, what's your opinion on Zarya's statement? Do you think that it would be a better game <coughs> on PC or PS4? We didn't mention uh, Xbox One, weirdly enough. Better game? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, mirroring a lot of what Ryan said, I mean, graphically, yes, I mean, it would run better. There would be less frame rate dips, I'm sure. The, none of those things have ever made a game great to me, though, by any means. And if those are the qualities you look for in a great game, then I guess you're like <laughs> your favorite games of all time are like Gran Turismo and Forza. Like those are the games where, that like look the best. And while those, that's a bad example. Um, the gameplay is what is what's focused in Zelda, though. Like, and that yeah. is what se- separates it, and that's what makes it important compared to everything else. And of course, it could be running better, yes. But I'm so much when a game like this is so fresh and so like I, I haven't really played anything like this before ever. Like it-, it mirrors a lot of other games, but I think the way that it's wrapped up in this tight bundle is completely different than anything else I've ever played. And when I'm having an experience like that, I think I am more forgiving of the technical flaws. That doesn't mean I don't notice them or that they aren't there, but I can look past them a little bit easier because of it, what everything else in this game is doing. Well, that, that reminds me, Logan. Uh, if, you ask, if you ask a gamer, uh, in, especially in their mid-20s, 30s, um, what their favorite game is, it's usually not a game from this generation. It's always like a yeah. Super Nintendo game or a PS1 game, and necessarily yeah. those aren't graphically enhanced in any ways, but they hold a place in our hearts as these are amazing games. I you mean, know? to and be they, fair, if you ask someone uh, younger generation, 12, 15, 16, 17, they might say Minecraft at this point. Also not a game. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> if anybody says Minecraft, I, I end the conversation. 
I think, I, think the, I think the other impressive thing that I will say kind of in rebuttal to the people who are frustrated with the frame rate dips and stuff like that is that despite those things, I, I think those are more limitations of the Switch and obviously like they would have they would have not like that to not happen on the on the game. But um, in in response to that, I'll say this product they have put out is nearly flawless, other than the frame rate dips and stuff like that. Like I, there's no like glaring issues with it. Like people, like we kind of talked about Mass Effect. Like oh, I hope they patch it eventually or something like that. There's nothing like that in Zelda gameplay wise, where or even in the world where it's like oh well, they need to fix this one part. I'm gonna wait for the patch until they fix it. And like that is so rare today in games it seems like and we and we mentioned this in the horizon episode too how much especially open world games it seems like there's always a problem with them at launch and horizon and zelda both launched <laughs> in the same week and it seems like neither of them really had any problems which was just shocking um i know horizons had like three or four patches at this point but the game was by no means broken or people weren't looking for a fix in either of those games which i think is just incredibly impressive by both nintendo and gorilla yeah, and for for Nintendo's standards of video games that it puts out, I you you have to admit that they always put out the the best product that it can be without a day one patch or without something. I mean, they're 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 stumbling with the DLC, but they'll get over that. <laughs> yeah. <soon. laughs> I ain't gonna buy no shirt, no season pass. For you don't no want shirt. the Switch shirt. You don't want to fight Ganon with a, with a hot piece of merchandise on? What is what is this thing about Zelda? I haven't looked into it very much, but um, you have to buy an amiibo for something. Does amiibos work? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, something there's like, like hard mode, uh, like norm, the heroic no, mode. That's, a, that's DLC, I think. Um, what, he, what you're referring to is the costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like costumes actually, and yeah, Epona as well. Yeah, like you I can actually, unlock Epona in the game. Which unlocks uh, Epona, so I was like, yeah. So I, I well, did that really? Time. Oh, I have that. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. yeah. If you use that. Yeah, if basically any of like the Zelda ones, like of Amiibo, will unlock like certain things in the game. Uh, you can use other Amiibo, but they just unlock like cooking items. They don't get you any like specific mm-hmm. things. So, um, speaking of which, uh, I'm I'm gonna go on a little riff here. I, I didn't. If you want to hear what I said about uh, frame rate dips and how it could be better on another console. And I think to some extent it could be better on another console. You read it in the review. Um, two, two notes I want to make. Uh, one is, uh, I want to dispel a rumor that went around. Uh, and, uh, we, we kind of ignored this rumor because it was like, really like someone just took something in the comments really out of context and then it ended up getting uh getting said on a couple of podcasts so let, let's clear this what the, what the rumor that giuseppe likes legend of zelda that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> um so i mentioned in my comments uh that uh they, they asked about the lag issues i said i was somewhere between a 9.5 and a 10 uh before the review came out uh and i was trying to find whether i was going to give it a 9.5 or a 10 I ended up going with 10 because after the update, at least in the handheld mode, uh, the frame rates were much better than what it originally was. Uh, What people read was that I switched it from a 9.5 out of 10, and there was a belief that we had somehow been harassed. No. (laughs) Um, That we had somehow been harassed into giving the game a 10. Uh, Never the case. Uh, I give it a 10 from the get-go. It's a 10 on Metacritic. For those who don't know how Metacritic works... Uh, now that we are on Metacritic, you can check. That is the first and final score. They do not take any scores afterwards. That's why Uncharted 
uh, four got that ridiculous score and they couldn't change it. Um, so yeah, so that's not true. Next thing, uh, Jim Sterling, the Jimquisition. Uh, I, I certainly respect people who have a critical stance on the Legend of Zelda. Uh, and I absolutely do not respect people who uh, harass and uh, DDoS attack sites because they disagree with the reviews. Uh, but I, I think that one thing that we mentioned, he had like a, a four or five paragraph write-up, it seemed, on uh, cosmetic DLC locked behind Amiibo uh, and why that was a major fault for the game. And I totally disagree with that being a major issue for the review. I can see where people yeah. have issues with the game, and I don't think the game is perfect by any means. We could talk about the destructi uh, destructibility of weapons being a major annoyance and a factor that shouldn't be in most games. Some really crazy side quests. Oh, just, I've only dealt with one or two really bad side quests. Motion controls on some of the puzzles. Stuff that would make the game not a perfect game. Uh, but cosmetic DLC is in most games at this point, if we're being completely honest. And I don't think that that should really factor unless it's something that you need in the game. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my small riff on Jim Sterling, uh, who I, I generally respect as a reviewer, uh, just uh, not that review specifically. I agree. He's done, he's done some Senron games that are the same way. Like he'll write like four or five paragraphs on one thing and then... Uh, give it a super low score. The thing about the thing about co cosmetic DLC is that it is cosmetic. It does nothing to to change the game. Doesn't hinder your experience of uh, being in the game. I mean, if anything, the Switch sure will bring you out of the game. Uh, <laughs> it reminds you that you're not actually in this fantasy world. But um, right. but. Uh, I think cosmetic DLC is, is uh, silly, even though I buy every DLC from Tales of Berseria and any Tales of game, I, I buy it. Well, it's not even it's not even DLC proper. Again, it is the amiibo stuff, and the thing that you're, the stuff you're unlocking is just the green tunic. Like the green tunic is in the game if you have the certain amiibos that unlock that in the in the game. And we had all known going into this that the blue outfit that Link wears was going to be like his new default outfit in a game. So I, I think some people were still expecting to like come across the tunic in a shrine or something like that. And then when they found out, oh, I have to buy this freaking amiibo in order to unlock the green tunic. What's wrong with this? Like I can understand the criticisms, but at the same time, like it's there's a disconnect there. Yeah. And like and, and, and Ninten Ninten Nintendo's trying to sell these amiibo. Like that is a good way to get people to want to purchase them. Like because yeah. you know everybody does want to wear that outfit in this game. And you know those amiibos are going to be uh, um, able to work on other games too. Like yeah. when Smash comes out, you're going to be able to use your Link uh, amiibo or your Zelda amiibo. Like it'll you'll you'll it'll work again. You're you're spending. $13 on it, sure, right now, but you'll be able to use it some more. They're, like, all sold out, though, at this point. I think they're, like, that 40 50 60 70 bucks on Amazon. The ones that you need, there's only, like, four that I think that specifically unlock the tunic. It's the Ocarina of Time Link, the 8-bit Link, uh, either of the Wind Waker ones, either the Smash series or the 30th Anniversary series, and then there's one other... Uh, it, looking at uh, it now, it's the Ocarina of Time Link, the Twilight, the uh, Smash Brothers Link Amiibo. Smash Brothers Twilight, yeah. And then the either the Toon Link ones or the Eight Bit Link are the ones that unlock nice. the uh, the costumes. All right, it so. sucks, but I mean, 
those work for other games. So and you're, they you're making were really in the discount bin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most Amiibo at this point have dipped down to like five or six dollars at Amazon at some point uh, because. Did I just get cut? No, you guys can still hear me. I just can't hear you. Oh. Um, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, now I can hear you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Most most of as a former collector of Amiibo, like everything, <laughs> had, they they oh, over. How many do you, how many do you have? Hold on, let's get into this. We, are, we may need What's to have a Amiibo anonymous. Amiibo. No, I I stopped. So so we're fine. I have most of the Smash ones, uh, which is like literally everyone. But then when they came out with Animal Crossing, I'm like, no, I, I don't need it. <laughs> That's when I stopped too. I, I'm not an Animal Crossing guy though, so I mean, it made sense for me to stop there. But I think I have the entire Smash series. I uh, kind of regret that. <laughs> I mean, I, they're you they're cool set up in my Link one right Dude, now. They they take up so much room. There <laughs> they do. I've seen. I mean, your collection. I I don't know where you're complaining about taking up a lot of room. <laughs> I mean, they're they're a lot smaller than my uh, one by eight figures, so they don't look good next to them. You know. That's that's that. But uh, what? Okay, so Lou, I want to talk to you. Um, Zelda to you. Um, technically, though it may not be a perfect game, I I think it can still pass as a masterpiece, and that's why the ten out of ten truly works in this case because uh, the game is it's it's a work of art. You know, it's it's brilliant. Uh, there's some great mechanics that are expressed in this game. You can tell that a lot of work went into it. So. I stand by your 10 out of 10. Thank you. For Zelda. Uh, I want to go back to some criticisms, though, because I'm not deaf to the criticisms. I have to think about a lot of this stuff, especially as a person who likes Zelda and has to evaluate Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have criticized this, saying that it's getting a 10 out of 10 because it's being compared to other Zelda games. Uh, mm-hmm. They say if you were to compare this game to, let's say, another uh, open-world uh, game in general, it wouldn't... It doesn't stack up. You don't see nearly the amount of progression that you have from, let's say, Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild. Uh, what do you guys think about that claim? Because uh, I, I definitely have something to say about it. But uh, what do you guys think about uh, does it innovate on stuff that we've seen on modern-day PS4 uh, open-world games? And can you I even think, really compare it to, like... I think the best yeah. I think the best thing you can work on or look, or look at is... Uh... Wind Waker. Um, people thought that that game was uh, terrible when it came out. They uh, they looked at it as other. They looked at it. They compared it to other open world games, and it reflected it. Uh, it was criticized for for its, and now it's celebrated. Like it's so weird how that kind of switched around. But see, well, I don't want to say this, but I will anyway. Is that I I <laughs> I put Zelda in some other category. This thing is its own its own entity you know you cannot compare any of these games to anything else but zelda games unless you're 3d dot heroes which is a zelda ripoff but <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like um zelda is definitely in its own category of of games for me and i wouldn't i wouldn't want to compare it to anything else i, I don't i don't play zelda to get a skyrim experience i don't play zelda to play fallout you know i play zelda for the zelda experience and i it's hard to review in that case you know because you're not going to compare it to these open world games because that's not what you want you don't want a real life zelda you want this cartoon link running around fighting moblins and uh saving the day 
Master Sword. See, I know Moblins. I know that word. I know Logan looked at me right there. He's like, oh. No, because I, I could tell you were searching for another Moblin. enemy in your head. You're like, what's another enemy? I, I can't think of one. <laughs> what's those, uh, those little flying things with the, the, the colors? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think compared to like other RPGs, I guess what I think this one excels at more than anything is just exploration. And that sounds so simple, but I have never been I've never felt so encouraged to explore an open world like I have in this game. And mm-hmm. I think there is a thousand contributors to that and we could sit here and break it down for the next three hours. Um, but I think one of the main things it comes down to is the game doesn't hold your hand really by any means. Like it from the get go, from the op- after you complete the opening area, it is literally like, hey, <laughs> your opening mission is to kill Ganon. That is the first main objective you receive. And you can, for all intents and purposes, go do that right away. Of course, there is a path for you to follow through the game, but it leaves that all up to you. And that's been my favorite thing about the game. I have. I, I've started to travel through the game, and I've completed two of the dungeons at this point. But I have not, I've I've not gone out of my way to find where they are at. I'm just, I just happen to be walking up a mountain, and I look down, and oh, what's that over there? And then I, all of a sudden, I know I'm I'm in a town or something like that. And That's then all of a sudden, I'm design. talking to somebody else, and then they're like, hey, uh, we're having this problem with a divine beast, and I'm like, oh shoot, I guess I'm near one of the dungeons now. Like I'm just uncovering all this stuff naturally. I'm not going out of my way. I don't look at any of the side quest markers or I look at the side quest markers. I don't look at any of the main quest markers. I never turn those on. I just end up at places and then I explore and I talk to people and that's how I'm getting through the game. And I've never done that with any other game. Like the closest example to exploration I can think of is Skyrim. But when I go back and I think about Skyrim, it's constantly pointing you in some direction, whether it be with markers or even if you do walk through just the wilderness in that game, you're constantly getting things popping up on your HUD, whether it be, oh, here's a cave over here, there's a new dwarven uh, dungeon over here or something like that, there's a giant camp over here. It is always marking things on your map, whereas Zelda, I feel like... That's that's what I keep doing, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. I've noticed that I use my binoculars a lot more in Zelda than I have in any other game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's always it's always an option, but I've never I've never actually used it as right. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I yeah I think I feel very similarly, and I think especially just because that playing Breath of the Wild, you could definitely tell that they took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different games. There's a little bit of Witcher, there's a little bit of Skyrim, there's a little bit of uh, even Portal, because basically the shrines are more or less like Portal-inspired puzzles, basically. They have the sort of uh, mentality where it's all about sort of... um, uh, you know, phys- a lot of physics-based puzzles and, and sort of thinking of the environments differently. Um, but I think it does all that without uh, abandoning the, the, the this sort of Zelda formula. Like, it still feels, even though it does, it's an open-world game in the sense of something like a Skyrim or a Witcher or something like that, it still has the Zelda sense of exploration where you gradually get new abilities and new, uh, new ways that you can sort of um, interact with the environment and uncover new, you know, new areas you can get to and new things like that. So I think that's definitely the most impressive thing. One of the, one of the most impressive things for me is that it still has the Zelda feel, but it, it, evolved, it, it, inc- it incorporates the open world in a way that still uh, feels new, but still feels true to what the series is. 
And um, I think touching on what, kind of what Logan said is I, I especially appreciate too the fact that uh, you basically get all of your abilities from the start of the game. You get your the the magnet ability, the stasis ability, the cryonosis, like all of those things. You basically get like within the first couple hours of the game. Um, but it's not so much that you're getting new abilities constantly, but the game is is constantly tweaking the ways that you can use those abilities um, through whether it's the shrines or the environments or things like that. So as I'm playing the game, I could be playing the game for like 20 hours later, and then all of a sudden, oh crap! I didn't know I could use my remote bombs this way, or I didn't know I could use stasis in this way. Like so, it's just, it's the way that it's constantly sort of reworking the ways that you could use these abilities and how to solve puzzles and and do things in the environment is is what's really impressive to me from you know, the, what, I think, like, seven or eight abilities that you get throughout the game, and that's really it, but it constantly finds new ways for you to to use those. Kind right. of jumping in on that real quick, like, so, I think 20 years ago or so, there used to be this discovery factor in games. In fact, like, you can go check out Danny O'Dwyer's YouTube channel, No Clip. They just kind of, he did yeah. a documentary a couple weeks ago about mystery in games and how that's kind of lost in this internet era. This is the first game in this new internet age that I think everybody is kind of discovering things together. It seems like every day I scroll through my Twitter feed and I find something new that somebody did in this game that I had no idea you could do in this game. And I have never seen anything like that at all in this current age that we're living in. It feels like everybody's coming together and is trying to discover new things to do in this game, whether it be chucking a cuckoo at an enemy and having him hit it and then getting swarmed by chickens or something like that. Like, there's always something new that I'm seeing every day people experiment with in this game, and that's that's been one of the coolest things about it to me. Yeah, and actually, I think just to touch on something that uh, Lou and I kind of talked about uh, earlier today, which was that like there's just constantly new ways that like even though like the even though the, the puzzles and the shrines and things like that have a pretty clear solution of how to do them and stuff like that, like people you can find ways to like kind of not break the puzzles, but like just do completely wacky things with the puzzles that you wouldn't think to do. But then when people do them, you're like, why didn't I think of that before? Like I saw um, someone did. There's like the electric current puzzles, where basically yeah. there's like the thing that's giving off an electric charge, and you have to kind of uh, circ- you have to be have to like create a circuit with the with the channel and so usually that involves like moving some objects around stuff like that but then i saw someone all they did was they just dropped all their weapons and essentially made like a line from one outlet to the other one to get there and i was like why didn't i think of doing that like it's just crazy how you can do all these like really uh, like if you if you think outside the box you can come up with some pretty um some pretty crazy solutions and the fact that zelda I forget which podcast I listened to, but one of them said something about like Zelda was a game. Uh, like previous Zeldas have said no a lot, where basically they've been like they've been very linear and held your hands. But this is a game that says yes. Like if you can think of a solution, like more than likely you're able to do it in the game, which is really really cool. Like it's one of the like it's one of the few open world games that truly feels open in terms of how you can tackle a, a, a problem and create a solution for it. That sounds like because uh, I I tend to binge read reviews for games that i write reviews for that sounds like kotaku's review uh, i think yeah that might have been yeah you might be right yeah uh because jason schreier basically wrote an an ode to zelda uh given my yeah. two cents on this i uh i don't necessarily think that it is compared to other zelda games i really think that uh breath of the wild helped uh in part i guess create a new subgenre of open world games. Because when I was reviewing this game, I was, uh, as much as I want to compare it to other Zelda games and I want to compare it to other open world games it's playing, a lot of times I ended up making comparisons to The Witness. Um, mm. Another open world kind of uh, puzzle game where the entire environment around you happens to be the puzzle. Um, and 
it, it very much felt like a uh, an open world puzzle action game, and I guess that could describe all Zelda's more so here because it was very physics based. It took a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of courageous steps in different directions that Nintendo uh, normally shies away from. I mean, uh, tutorialization has arguably gotten worse in Nintendo games uh, until this. Yeah. So uh, that was that was great. Um, the fact that they will they don't have the linearity that a lot of Nintendo games have, and especially a lot of Zelda games have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, makes it stand apart from Zelda games, but also makes it uh, stand apart from most. Uh, most open world games or most puzzle games that I've had. Am I still... Th- yeah, I'm still talking. I just can't hear you guys. Oh, man. My mic today. Um, and along with that, I think that the best thing about the open world in general uh, is that it acts as a stressor, basically, to you as you play, where it, it's always challenging you. It's always getting harder. Uh, and it doesn't stop you when everything starts getting harder. Uh, it lets you test your limits uh, in a way that I've seen uh, most comparably, I guess, in Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something like that. Uh, they happen to distill a lot of great concepts from a ton of games, uh, and that that's strange for Nintendo. I, I hope they uh, take this kind of policy and... Use it for other things. They'll shut up. Hopefully, people weren't talking. Like, it's pretty brutal in a lot of ways, especially, like, some of the enemies that just will, like, you know, I would hit them with, like, a club, and they're like, oh, that's cute, and then they just one-shot me in one in, in one hit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people, and it's funny, too, because I think, I think it was during the GDC talk where they showed that uh, that prototype of the game that was, like, literally the original Zelda, pretty much, and, uh, you know, or, or something like that. They did some kind of prototype where it was, like, more or less a 2D Zelda that, like, but implemented a lot of the systems they were playing around with in Breath of the Wild. And, um, you know, I think in a lot of ways that Breath of the Wild does feel very true to, like, the original game, and sort of how the original game pretty much set you on, like, a path where you could just go and... and you know, it didn't guide you in any way of like what order to go and and complete the puzzles and things like that. It just kind of let players on their own. And if you wandered into a bo- if you wandered into an area that you clearly were going to die very quickly, and oh well, like that basically was the mentality. Also, adding to that, I mean, there is a lot of combat. It is a Zelda game after all, uh, but combat happens to act more like a puzzle. For a lot of the times, you see a big group of enemies, you think, what's the best way I could take them down? Um, and that's component in a lot of games. I, I mean, I'm playing Horizon now, and I, I try setting up traps and seeing what the most effective way of killing everything is. Uh, but I, I felt way too often that uh, Zelda wasn't really going to be an excellence in combat versus you know an excellence in approaching enemies or creating situations in the world where you'll find enemies in new kind of situations, sleeping... Uh, in a different formation than usual, or with different things around them, hunting yeah. one, I, I yeah, that like hunting boars and stuff like that, which blew my mind the first time I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I wanted to. I I want to. I want to shift it to looking at uh, Zelda as a series, if you if we yeah. can for a minute and talk about where this one fits in. Because so one of the common things in looking at review scores initially, like obviously before I played the game, they came out with that Thursday, and then this, which was Friday. Um, when I first saw the scores, I was like, okay, this is just par for the course. All Zelda seems to score high. This is just. Everybody's nostalgic for these games anytime they, anytime they come out. I think the thing I've been most blown away with um, playing through it myself is that it's not cashing in on nostalgia as much as I expected it to. And it feels, while it is familiar, it is not, I'm not enjoying it because it, it feels like Zelda. And it, if, if that makes any sense, it is, it is so Zelda, but also so inherently different at the yeah. same time that I, there's no point of reference for me when I look back at the other games there's no point of reference for me in those previous games other than like oh hey there's a Goron there's Gorons in old games like things like that are similar but overall like this is so different that I'm not I, I know that it is an objectively a good game because I, I'm not in love with it because it's calling back to things from the old games. Right. And I think that's one of the more impressive things with it. And that's how that's how I'm validating my own opinion on the game and realizing that, wow, okay, this is really that good because when I look at this, I'm not even thinking of this as The Legend of Zelda as a franchise. I am just thinking of this almost as an entirely different game itself. Yeah. It's not leaning on nostalgia uh, compared to a lot I, of I'm, I'm playing a game right now that leans on nostalgia. So I, I know the difference between the two of them now. Um. All right, so let's uh, let's shift because we, we've been talking all positives. Let's we've switch. Been all, we've been I uh, I I, I <laughs> lose game so bad. I purposely <laughs> avoided that that word. Um. All right, so we've been talking a lot about the positives and what we like. Uh, it's not a perfect game. Where are the improvements besides you know technical frame rates? We, we've discussed that. Um, what gameplay wise could have been tweaked for the better or maybe improved rain rain on? go away. Please. Yeah, rain is very yeah. annoying at the game. <laughs> Always when you're trying to climb spots. up a mountain and you just slide down and your heart just sinks into your chest. Like, I, I like it when cool. it's part of puzzles in certain areas. Like, there's certain areas where it's like it's specifically supposed to be raining here, but then there are other parts where it's just like I'm trying to. There was one instance where I needed to light uh, the torch on at the at that lab area. I'm sure you guys. Are oh, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I needed to light that, and it started raining, and it rained for like. Five hours and, get, <laughs> and you're just like really. I just I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go downstairs and make a sandwich or something. And I came but back that's life. But like that was a complete <laughs> stopping point for me in that game, and that sucked. Yeah. yeah, but but that that leans on the confusion. Like, do you want do you want this uh, totally um, <laughs> random like night day cycle weather cycle, or do you want everything to work out for you? You can't have it all, Logan. No, I mean I'm fine. I like yeah. I like the rain mechanic overall. Like it's a smart idea, but I've even seen I've even heard people say like, "Okay, look, I live in Seattle. It rains a lot here. I don't know what's happening in Hyrule. This is like catastrophic <laughs> how much it's raining." No. Um, and a lot of times it actually did work out to the benefit of uh, when I was playing it where, yeah, it'd be super annoying because I'm like, "I just have to get right up there to the shrine. You won't let me climb that extra 10 feet." Uh, but then sometimes I, I was halfway to something and it started raining. I'm like, okay, well, I can't get up there anymore. So I either have to work out a new way to get up there or let me just uh, look at the situation, see where I am, and 
uh, take out my binoculars and find something interesting to look at nearby. And it, it, a good. lot of times there was. Uh, so yeah. it, in that sense, it never felt too punishing for me personally. Uh, at least not as bad as uh, what Dalo uh, mentioned in the comments, the durability of weapons, especially early on. Um, but yeah, if, does anyone ha- have anything else to mention on the rain? Nope. How about durability? I actually, so maybe, because <laughs> I actually, I, I the uh, the durability mechanic I don't actually find as annoying as I uh, thought or feared it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you know, I think, I guess coming from games like uh, Witcher or um, the previous Elder Scrolls games where there was weapon durability and breaking and stuff like that, like, it was always annoying because you'd have, like, a favorite weapon or something you'd hold on to and then, like, it would break and you have to go get a fix or something like that. In Zelda, I just feel like... Like, I feel like it plays into a lot of the survival elements that the game sort of added this time around, where it, I feel like it's more um, uh, it's more about keeping you on your toes and you kind of have to adapt to situations. And I think if it, if, uh, if it were a problem in the sense that, like, you... you, uh, you I mean, you get weapons very frequently in the game, so I feel like it's almost not an issue, because basically whenever you kill an enemy, you get, like, three different weapons you can, you can pick up and use. Uh, they may not be great, but they're something. So I think that um, the weapon durability in that sense, I don't mind. Like, is it annoying sometimes? Yeah. But I think it's um, the way they balanced it works out. Um, the, the weapons sure start guys... to, like, scale with you, too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. I've definitely noticed that in, def- in different areas of the game, or as I've sort of, like, progressed and gotten stronger, I've gotten better and better weapons, so uh, so I'm not just getting, like, sticks to fight with, is, like... <laughs> yeah. Um... I also got the Master Sword, so there's that. Yeah, uh, and even that <laughs> has durability. Spoilers. Things. Yeah, oh, no, spoilers. the Master Sword is in Zelda. Spoilers, <laughs> like... <laughs> um... Mario fights Bowser. Spoilers, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I had some issue uh, in my head processing exactly what Nintendo was thinking uh, when it came to the durability because it's uh, it, it's definitely annoying early on and you kind of get used to it and uh, to some to some extent you kind of appreciate it because it it makes you try out different things and you're never yep. in a need for weapons um, so rarely is it a, I mean sometimes it's a problem but very rarely at least in my journey uh, i think the only times it's ever i've ever felt it was a problem was in like boss fights or when you're up against like super like tough enemies because then basically if you don't have enough weapons to basically carry you through the fight and you run out of weapons then you're kind of screwed like you can't yeah, really do i don't anything, know why so. the the bow and arrows have durability too yeah yeah or the yeah. bow at least yeah that's yeah. why strings give out no that's that's a little much. not aloys she fires that thing forever. <laughs> um, the thing the about dur- the thing about durability is there should be something that balances it out. I shouldn't my like usually I would pick up a sword and it would break in the same amount of time that maybe like a club would and stuff. And that's and even early on in the game, that's what I've encountered. Like, it's definitely worse early on. Like for yeah. Sure. yeah. How far did you say you played into it, Azaria? So I'm going to the third little thing to get the third uh thing <laughs> right that's so you're sure. like fly, i climbed to an ice mountain i did that got it okay so you're shivering on top of the mountain the first one and i i, well, I already beat that one and i'm coming back down to go to another my third one got it oh okay yeah so you really are only in that spot where things will break on the third hit yeah so i was playing the game and then i thought man i'm just gonna fall asleep 
And then that's what I did. See, but the best part is just switch yeah. and take it to bed. Well, I would tell you that um, I did I did review uh, Blaster Master Zero on the Switch, and that game is so good. Oh my god, so good. If you guys want a $9.99 game for the Nintendo Switch, get Blaster Master Zero. It, I, thought you were, I thought you were talking like nine ninety nine out of ten. I was like, what? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's nine dollars ninety nine cents for a great remake of a retro game from uh, like uh, Turbo Graphics days. So mm. it's really good. I reviewed it on the site if you want to read it. Uh, that was a shameless plug. No, sh- shameless plug's fine as long as it's dual shot. And I got bored of talking about Zelda because I don't. <laughs> really like it that much <laughs> uh, you should you should stick with it like give it another and i know that's is the common like oh it gets better 20 gets hours better in. After, yeah well now you that should, i finally have a couple should definitely have, clear that yeah, first area get the flight paraglider and stuff like that and then like head off to your first town i finally and have I a couple weeks over I'm, I'm not reviewing games so all right i have I'm so we're, we're, shouldn't have made so, me stick to told it. Lou that as like... I shouldn't have told Lou that I, uh, <laughs> I don't have another review for a couple weeks. But yeah, it's going to be mandatory. So, so when it comes, but when it comes to Lou's review and reading it and stuff, I, I do stand by his score. Like maybe I'm not having the same amount of uh, I'm not attached to it as everyone else. But uh, reading that review, it is it is definitely a ten. It is it's definitely a masterpiece in that sense. Um, you had people giving the new Metal Gear Solid 10s out of 10s, and I don't think that game was very good at all. I don't know what we gave it, so you might just be shitting on DualShockers right now. Well, you are speaking to the There's reviewer a... here, and I gave There's it a, a... 9.5. So. Oh, okay, okay so... we're good, we're good. Okay. <laughs> that was before I was with uh, DualShockers. So I actually, uh, actually, I won't go too much into it, but I actually, like, uh, Breath of the Wild in a lot of ways, I feel like kind of reminds me of Phantom Pain. Like, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of similarity between those two games. Yeah. I don't like um for on the PSP. That game did it so well. Anyway, I digress. All right. I got another question for you guys. Uh so Zelda is going to progress. We're going to have another Zelda who knows how many years from now. Uh do you want it to be the same style? Uh, or do you want something different? And if you do want something different, is there anything you want holding over from what this game did? So I have this great idea. We take, let's combine Zelda and Dynasty Warriors, and we put those two together <laughs> and see what game we get from that. And then so put it on Hyrule 3DS. Warriors. <laughs> yep. Um. I have no idea where they go from here. And that's the one thing I keep thinking of as they like near the end of the game. I obviously still haven't finished it, but I I don't know. <laughs> like and that's such a that's not a good answer for a podcast, but I really don't know what they do next because I feel like how do they how do they one up this, but how do they also like do something different off of this at the same time and do they go back to the like one-to-one sword mechanics and then combine it that plus this open world style of game i feel like that would be horrible yeah but I, I i have no idea i feel like if there's anything i'd like to see them like i think i would i wouldn't mind the um the sense of exploration the open world sort of like that i, I think i'd be okay with i think i'd maybe um uh given this is also the first zelda that had like uh full voice acting and i feel like you know the characterization of the game is very different than what we've seen in the previous zelda games so i feel like maybe uh if we saw a game that had a, a more narrative 
more narrative focus. I think I'd be interested to kind of see what Zelda did with uh, changing up the story and how they approach it and make something that's... Uh, I can't really think of a good example, but I'm just thinking, like, just something... Because I think, like, if there's one thing that you don't really... Um, that you don't really praise Zelda games for is their story, necessarily. Like, they're yeah. fine, but they're just kind of variations on, like, Link goes to save Zelda, and that's basically it. So I think maybe if there was some kind of interesting way they could tweak that, that would be, that'd be cool. I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I don't think they're going to change anything. I think they're going to make a sequel. And preferably like an upgraded engine or something, but I think they're going to they're gonna pull a Majora's Mask on us. Just sequel it. You'll, uh, you'll not find me complaining about that, that one. <laughs> yeah, Bring it I mean, on. Let's go. They, they, they could start a small team developing the new Zelda and then have another team working on the same engine, just putting out a new story for a mm-hmm. sequel. Well, that's what the interesting thing is with the Switch now. Is that are they gonna start taking the are they gonna take the 3DS out back and shoot it in the head eventually, and then bring like the 2D Zeldas over to the Switch as well at some point? And are we going to have mind. like both of those two? <laughs> yeah, sides? I think I think what's gonna happen is the 3DS and already the Wii U is gonna fall into what the Vita's in right now in third-party hands. Um, you're still gonna have uh, Atlas developing Entryonacy games. You're still gonna have um, these indie games coming out on 3DS, uh, Wii U. Um, you don't but, think uh, Atlas wants to push Etrian over to? Well, even Atlas just announced the new uh, the new uh, Radiant uh, History history uh, game, and it's 3DS exclusive. Well, yeah, but at that point, they've been, how long have they? Well, been Atlas working is on bringing it? what? Well, they announced uh, Shimigami Tensei, Shin Megami Tensei on Tensei. Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Um, but you guys will never play that because you guys like Persona 4. Man, you wouldn't know what I would give for. I know, I know, Zara is gonna call me a normie, but for, for Persona 5 on Persona Persona 5 on Switch, ooh man, I would love that. I think I think I'm just lamenting. Like I'm really looking forward. To, okay, so quick tangent. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Persona 5 and playing it, but I am kind of um, kind of lamenting that it's not on a portable because I think that that game, like especially Persona 4 Golden, was just yeah. like so perfect for a portable system that it's. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know. So the, the the thing about Persona Five is um, what I'm thinking is why it's going to stay PlayStation exclusive is because um, when it was announced, it was announced for the PS3, and I yeah. believe that Sony gave them funding um, for the, to put it on PS4, and mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a big reason why it's taken so long. But um, Sony put some money into it, so I don't think yeah. you're going to see it coming out for a no, while. No, we're not. We're not. Yeah, but uh, uh, but if a new Vita Two gets announced at E3, whoo oh, boy. No. Persona yeah. 5 Golden! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> I think that's a very bold prediction, Azaria. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd be right there next to you marking out, though. Like, Vita's great. I, I would love to see them iterate on that, especially seeing what Nintendo did with the Switch, but yeah, doesn't seem likely at all. They just dropped hey. the price of the damn memory cards. Friggin'. Hey, uh, the Vita game already got announced for 2018, so... Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, Vita game. The new Digimon <laughs> Cyber Sleuth. They, need to, they do need to take it out back. It's uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing... I, I don't think I'm likely going to play my Vita again because of the Switch. You uh, can send it to me, and I'll, I'll play with it. I've got. I'm gonna keep it there, uh, where I have it because <laughs> I have a huge backlog on it, 
And if I keep it in that spot, I feel in my head like I'll go back and play these games, and I know I never will. Um, yeah, that's why I leave my PSP Go on my dresser, because I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna, I have I'm that too. Azaria, Azaria means that I'm going to finally picture. be Tactics Ogre, you know? That's he, has a, he has a framed picture of his PSP Go on his dresser. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the PSP Go, if anyone can get their hands on it, it is the best handheld uh, for PSP. The the best version of PSP uh, in handheld form. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will keep that in mind when they think well, about it's, the it's PSP like, going forward. It's really easy to to put emulators on too. So uh, if you can find one, pick 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 up a PSP Go. I'm not saying you should put emulators on it. I'm just saying it's easy. We can't hear you, Lou. We can't hear you, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can hear me now. Um, yeah. So, how do you think this uh, this is foreboding Nintendo uh, and the Switch era that's going to be before it? Uh, do you think that they are going to take as much care with the rest of their properties as they did with Breath of the Wild for the Switch? Or do we, do we see... Uh, we've had some bold claims this week, specifically for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, GameStop uh, marketing executive said something along the lines of it being uh, it selling phenomenally. It might eclipse the the Wii. Uh, Nintendo reports from Nintendo saying something along the lines of they're doubling production. They're aiming for 16 uh, million by the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that this is telling of maybe a paradigm shift for Nintendo uh, and how they're approaching their IP or do we think this is kind of just lightning in a bottle and they uh... go on Amazon right now and try to buy a Switch. See if they have them in stock. They don't. I just checked. So (laughs) (laughs) and that's where you'll know. Dude, it's it. It's not gonna it's it's a great system but I urge people to wait till this holiday to to buy a bundle. Um, I agree. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna spend three hundred dollars on a console, I would. Uh, you can get a PS4 and Xbox One for two hundred fifty. Yeah. But the people like, who are buying this already have a PS4, I imagine. I think I a hope lot so, of people. Because it's not gonna replace your home console. No, it's not. No. And that I think that was my big criticism. Uh, but people want something new. I mean, rarely, I think, was the Wii, unless we're talking about, like, families and for little kids, I don't think Wii was most everyone's uh, main primary console compared to the PS3 or the Xbox 360. Uh, But is this going to reach that kind of companion console status that they had then? You know, I hope so. Um, I hope so. Well, well, I'm I'm a fan of shovelware, so, I mean, (laughs) the the more shovelware that a console has, the happier I am. I, I mean, I think, at least for me, I think that, uh, I mean, Zelda's the only game I have on my Switch right now, and I'm sure a good majority of people that have Switches. Um, but, you know, I think there's definitely games that, you know, that I I think I would consider, I would I would consider differently what types of games I'd play on the Switch versus what I'd play on, like, PC or other systems, if that makes sense. Like, I think, honestly, one of the games I'm most looking forward to play on the Switch uh, coming up is Stardew Valley, because I feel like that that's a game yeah. that is 
pretty much perfect for the Switch because yep. that's a game that, like, you know, uh, you know, great playing at home, but then having the ability to take that with you and play it, like, all the time, like, that's going to be, like, digital crack for me, basically, when it comes out. Um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I wouldn't buy, like, I wouldn't buy, uh, you know, every game on the Switch if, the, if that option were there, but certain types of games I would definitely consider ga- uh, playing on it. I, I think if that makes sense. Like, it would definitely make me consider differently the ways that I could play games, uh, you know, like, that I would want to play on Switch versus something else. Yeah. I, yeah, I it's, de- it, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely changed the, the way I think about, like, which games I'm going to purchase for which systems as well. Like, Ukulele is going to feel perfect on the Switch. Like, that'll be such yeah. a good Switch title. Yeah. Um, there are certain games now that I'm already looking ahead and I'm seeing that are going to release, and I'm like, that just seems like a Switch game. And I, yeah. I, if they bring that over, that is going to feel so perfect on this system. Um, as far as sales for the device and how they'll do going forward, I don't know. I really think it is intrinsically tied to the software that they put out. Um, despite the good word of mouth right now that they have with this early part of the launch, that is aided so much by Zelda. Like that is one of the most talked yeah. about games I've seen in years. So well, I, I don't even know. I, I find it weird that they're 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 putting so much <laughs> um, so much um, ad space out there, and you can't even buy one from them. I mean it's that's a, typical Nintendo though. I mean, so again, I, think, I I think that that's more for the uh, the mainstream audience that they're trying to get, you know, versus uh, you know, because obviously the Nintendo faithful are the ones that are out there now buying the system. But I think in terms of long term, I think they they want to get the advertising out there so that way people are aware of the system and 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 what it is. Yeah, I mean, you have to keep marketing something like that. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, we're out of stock. Uh, cancel all commercials. or So nothing crazy like that's going to happen. But, I mean, that was their strategy with the Wii. Like, they, they went under. They knew they were going to sell more than that. But it fed into the craze because you were constantly seeing the dudes show up at people's doorsteps and saying, we would like to play every 10 minutes on TV. And, like seeing those commercials and stuff like that, like that fed into the craze and the mainstream audience kept wanting to go out and buy one. As soon as they saw one in the store, they purchased it because they knew how rare it was. I don't know if Switch is going to be like that because like you said, it seems like more are on their way soon. I know GameStop said that more were supposed to be in their stores today. I think there was a report that they Something were getting like more. That. They they, tweet, they tweeted yeah, that they, out a yeah. few days ago that they were going to get more in stock today. So I think more are on the way. It's, again, though, like long-term... I don't know. Like, I, I think it's off to a better start than I expected it to have, especially after that January showing, which I thought was pretty piss poor, honestly. Like, I am really surprised that they, coming off of that, they've been able to do so well out of the gate because I honestly expected them to kind of struggle. Yeah, I think by now, uh, when we were looking at the Wii U, they were already uh, sitting on store shelves. Red, hit the All right, mute button. I'll fix. Go. I'll fix this by next time. But I think by three weeks out, I remember specifically lining up for Wii U uh, for launch. I, I was that, yeah, it was that kind of crazy, and it did <laughs> sell out at first. And that's. I, I think a lot of people look at that and go, "This is what Nintendo's doing," and it's what yeah. they did last time. But I think even by now, Wii U was starting to pile up on shelves and it was getting hard to sell. Um, you, know, you know what really sucks about the Switch? And the Wii U, for that matter, is that, um, you know, like, early buyers are kind of screwed because 
in holiday season they're gonna they're gonna release some Zelda version and it's gonna be super cool with all these graphics on it and stuff like that. Like I waited and bought the Zelda Wii U, so I had the Wind Waker Wii U, and now that's really rare, you know. Like, yeah. it's it's super cool to have those systems and the base Switch. It's pretty ugly, you guys. It's like black know, on black on black logo for the dock, uh, the gray controllers. There's no life in it. You look at a PS4 or an Xbox controller, and it's like there's color. It looks nice. I disagree, you know? but that's only because I have the uh, the neon Joy-Con. The neon one. one. I think if you get the uh, neon those are, one, yeah. the, those are even uglier. And there's that, both camps of that, though. There's both camps. I've I've heard it both ways. People say and like they don't like the switch because it's too plain. But I've also heard people yeah, say those they... little those little weird plus and minus buttons. What the fuck were they thinking? Why? <sighs> uh, yeah, I, I see why it's necessary. Plus and minus buttons. I don't think they're bad. They're way too small. The the L one R one whatever buttons. They're way too close together. Oh my god! Uh, don't even give me. I think like. They're... I think they are necessary specifically, though, if only for the sliding uh, Joy-Con, not the grip, but whatever they're called, the shoulder button thing. That you they really should yeah. be a little bigger. Azario, I don't, I like, don't use those. Because men, I, I, men are playing this game, and they need to cater to me. Big burly men with large hands. I don't, I don't use those Joy-Con things because they're really hard to get on and off, and I feel like yeah, when I, I try to take them life. off, they're like they're. They, I feel like I'm breaking the Joy Cons whenever I try to take them off. Like, yeah, yeah. You have to put them on for the milking game, though. One, two, switch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I play the milking game. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have, I think, exhausted our talk for Legend of Zelda. Uh, and I don't have my list up for games that are coming out this week, so we're just going to acknowledge games are coming out this week. Let's uh, let's put in a different thing right here. Uh, did anyone buy or pre-order anything gaming related this week? Anything cool? I want to hear about uh, today it. I got, today I got the new uh, Fire Emblem. Yes, whatever. me too. Limited edition. Shadows of... I don't know. I've never... Guys, I, I haven't played a Fire Emblem since like uh, a long time ago, like before 2000. <laughs> I just get on the. I just jump on the hype train and buy them all up to make Nintendo fanboys jealous. Like I have the Fireman <laughs> plates, like the dual, yeah. the dual cartridge. I have that I've, one. Uh, I've got the new releases up, by the way. There's not a lot, so I can blow through those really quick. But um, as far as stuff I bought, I got. Uh, I just got Mass Effect yesterday, and I pre-ordered uh, Persona. But I just got the regular version, so that's it for me. I also the one got I. The, oh, I got, well. Go I also ahead. got the Toho Genso Wanderer limited edition from NIS America. I haven't opened it up yet, but it looks cool. Do you keep I keep shields? staring at. Sorry, I keep staring at MLB the Show next week. I don't, I don't. I really want to pre-order it. I really want to get it next week. I know there's like no point in me doing that though because of everything else. For for reference, I play MLB the Show more than any other game annually, so that's like my comfort feel, game on a year by year basis. It's a I great RPG. Destiny. I don't really I don't really play sports games. I feel like I would play MLB the show though after you guys saw that image of the character creator thing that they had, so the glitches scary. where they made yeah. the nightmare monsters. I don't know what it is about sports games and their character creators that they just make like horrifying nightmare fuel. Well, that was a what, that was, was a glitch. Was, uh, that was a glitch. Well yeah, no I know that. But also like what was um I think was one of the um NBA games that had that too. They had like the face scanner thing that just made like yeah. monsters. Like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> it was just so literally, just the story of Space Jam. Just Space basically, Jam. yeah, okay. yeah. 
Um, all right, Ryan, read out the games. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot. So in terms of uh, new releases, a uh, small indie game no one cares about, Mass Effect Andromeda for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. People care about the game. I want to play it. Uh, Toki Den 2 for PS4, Windows, and the PS Vita. Uh, uh, review tr- re- Reviews on DualShockers. Go read it. Yeah, you can go read Same that Same for there. Mass Effect. Uh, uh, Troll and I for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Dreamfall Chapters, The Longest Journey for PS4. and uh, Sorry, okay, so those are the new releases. And then, what's to the uh, 24th? Uh, so coming out on Friday, we have Dreamfall Chapters, The Longest Journey for PS4 and Xbox One, uh, Mario Sports Superstars for 3DS, and Zero Escape, the Nonary Games for PS4, Vita, and PC. Which, Azario, you are playing or reviewing? Reviewed. I already reviewed. It's already oh, up. Go okay, check great. it out. It's the best... The best collection I've ever played. Better than Bioshock. Didn't you give it collection. a nine five? Yeah, that game, so good. Hold so. wait, hold on. Did you say better than the Bioshock collection? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I don't know if anything's better than that. Uh, have you ever played a visual novel? No, actually. <laughs> oh brother. Oh brother, we're gonna. Have a I, do have Dang- start. I do have Danganronpa though. Like I, I have that on my. Oh yeah, you okay. gotta go with that. I may play that. I may play that one day. Like who you knows? Maybe one day. That's a great one to start off with, and I'm not just saying that. Code for that. Zarya, those uh, are those normie games. I don't know. Normie games. Like- <laughs> Dang and Rapa is, is almost a normie game, but no, that's definitely a normie game. <laughs> no, if we got if we went with the um, the offshoot one, which one was that? Despair Girls. Yeah, yeah. I that is like way. Oh on. yeah, yeah. So that's not said, normie. Yeah, if you said uh, another episode or Despair Girls, I would have been like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so Ryan, more and more releases. Oh, that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, oh. There's, there's not a lot. So. Yeah. Nothing next week? Uh, I could. Uh, there are. I can go through those really quick. Um, yeah, MLB we're not the sh- MLB The Show 17. Get it. Uh, <laughs> give me one second. I gotta pull up the list because I closed it. One second. You're oh, not God. using my list, okay. are you? I, I got it. What? Are you using <laughs> my list? No, I'm using uh, Wikipedia. Oh, I, I use Crazy List. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway. So next week we have uh, Has Been Heroes for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, PC and Nintendo Switch, uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix for PS4. Oh my gosh! Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix for PS4. Why are we not getting three guys? Come on. Uh, MLB The Show 17 for PS4. Old Time Hockey for PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. Uh, Parappa the Rapper Remastered for PS4. Uh, and then Episode Three of The Walking Dead Season Three, which is on everything. Yes. Finally. Finally. I know. <laughs> isn't isn't uh isn't Snake Pass out next week too? Uh, really, really randomly, really random game to bring up, but I thought that was out list, this week as well. It's not listed. No, on no, there. that's out on April 11th, I believe. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Uh, uh, is I it think next week? Embargo is going to be up sometime or something like that. I don't know. Bye bye, Box Boys out tomorrow. Ooh. I wrote something about that today. Uh, Box Boy has a big. I actually want those games on Switch. I think those are great puzzle games from HAL. But yeah, nice. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say that Box Boy is really good. It's it's definitely hey, thanks, like a cult thanks for story. reminding me about Kingdom Hearts. I just pre-ordered it. But oh my god, can I bring <laughs> oh, that in? Wait, did you get like the special edition one? No, I don't play that game. Okay, you play every other Japanese game in the book except for that one. Well, I remember. Remember that special edition little pin. 
<laughs> yeah, at the moment I'm in a weird spot in my life because I actually know the whole story for Kingdom Hearts. No, you don't. Um, no, I do because I had to play 2.8, and it's Dude, at a that point... game was that game was so rad. I'm glad you liked it. Oh no, it it was awesome. I, I thought that was one of the most uh, uh, underplayed, I guess, Kingdom Hearts games, and it really kind of tells you everything you need to know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm super happy about it. Uh, I figured that like the Kingdom Hearts Hearts creators don't even know what the story of Kingdom Hearts is anymore. (laughs) It all makes sense. Uh, Everyone tells you that. that... Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to have like dozens of continuity errors. They're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. That's what happened with the third uh, Zeroscape game is that everyone thought that it was going to clear up all the answers and it didn't. And that's what's going to happen with Kingdom Hearts 3. They're going to be like, well, what about this plot hole, you know? Wait, does anyone else (laughs) know generally, like, the entire story is already yeah i mean i know i know some of it yeah do you know dream drop stuff dream drop distance yeah dream drop story all right so i got one question about this and Ah, then then we can end we can end the shock cast i'm gonna i want (laughs) to put this out there for everyone in case anyone listens to this and can answer this question for me so uh they find out that uh probably because they want to just bring back fan favorite characters that for whatever reason, when the nobodies, uh, Axel and everything, kill uh, get killed, they come back to life as regular humans again, and their whole their whole existence basically hinged on them wanting to become human. It's why they were trying to unlock Kingdom Hearts and be all evil and uh, take over these worlds and stuff. Why don't they just kill themselves? If if it was just going to return them to normal. Is that what they do in a Persona I don't, game? I don't think I don't think you should be asking more questions, Lou. <laughs> That's going to be answered in Kingdom Hearts three. Oh my god! <laughs> so get ready. It re- get ready. That that was the one plot point out of everything, and there should be a lot more that annoys me. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, this has been an interesting shock cast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want, <laughs> if you're still listening, uh, if you want to join us, we're going to be here every week. Or bitch at me for it. Uh, Wednesday. I'll, def- I'll definitely be yeah. here. Wednesday, 8.30. Now we have, like, Logan here to replace people. So I think we, we're going to be more steady. Um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday. Twitch.tv slash Live. Come be part of the conversation. Uh, yell at us. Tell us why we're wrong. Uh, or be like Dalo and give us a ton of love. Uh, if you want to find us on other social media accounts, I think Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just look up Dual Shockers. If you're looking for us on YouTube, it's a little different. Dual Shockers, uh, it's HTTP. Wait, which which one? Sorry, wait. YouTube, it's DSTV uh, D- Originals. DSTV, yeah, DSTV Originals. Uh, and then of course, uh, Dual Shockers Live for Twitch, and that's everything. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter and read my bad opinions, uh, you can find me at Luke and Taldi. How about you, Azaria? Um. You can follow me on the Twitter at Azario Says. Okay, Ryan. Uh, you can follow me at Azario Says. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can follow me at uh, just my name, Ryan Meisler. Okay, and Logan. Uh, you can follow me at Moreman12. All right. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. To the music. Bye.